Recording in progress. Do you think they have a British version of that, or is it always an American voice? I don't think it gives you the choice. I thought you were racist towards Americans anyway, Selena, so every time we try and do something to help our American cousins out, you're like, no, fuck them. <laughs> They're pretty much your exact words as well. I'm not even paraphrasing. I mean, that's that's not wrong, Selena. <laughs> like, a bit of feedback, be more tolerant. Welcome to Seesaw Podcast with T, Cleves and Selena. Each week, open up a blurry perspective on life. <laughs> Why are you guys being mean to me? <laughs> Payback. I have nothing, I've got nothing bad to say about Americans. I've been to Miami and it's lovely. You know, that's the equivalent of going, I'm not racist, I have a friend who's black, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cleves, disclaimer. Warning, this podcast may contain bad language and content that some listeners may choose to disclose at certain points. I find offensive? Yeah, sometimes. That's the thing. Whenever you do your, your weirdness on these, sometimes you don't actually say the point of the disclaimer. People know this by now. We're 100 and like whatever many episodes this in. Definitely 105. If it isn't, at us on Twitter. All right, let's get this started properly because we're like all out of sync. Hello and welcome to Seesaw Podcast. Oh, Episode one. Oh, no. Got all in. All right. Gosh. <laughs> I don't think I was quite ready for that. No. How are we doing? Coming from Seesaw room upstairs. No floor this time. Start off well. Dive bomb pretty quickly, hasn't it? Yeah. Well, <laughs> how are we? Good. All good. All good, good. here. Yeah. Wonderful. It's all good. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there I say we might get some blowback from this week's topic. Selena, you brought this topic to us. I think it's a really good one, in fact. So I won't throw you under the bus on this, although I just did. Cleves, I will leave a pause if you want to edit that out. So this time around, I put down hiding your disability, but Selena, you pitched it as disclosing your disability. So two sides of the same coin in many regards so if we kick it off why would someone not want to disclose their disability nice rewording of the notes you put down (laughs) i said they were adaptable (laughs) i want to know what the original one said now uh why Why would someone hide (laughs) why should somebody have to disclose their disability you can't answer my question with a question Uh, why not that's another question (laughs) well I think that's the valid point here isn't it I'm going to get us out of this cycle (laughs) I suppose this comes down to what the context is it's very context heavy isn't it there are going to be situations where disclosure is going to be to the benefit of that disabled person but of course you are venturing into the unknown because you're not going to know how people really go in on that this could have been quick blind news but I, I don't think it's it's quick enough but there was the the case of a still an ongoing case so i can't say too much about it because there's a lot legal going around it a blind woman in london was kicked out of a hotel because they didn't believe her guide dog was really a guide dog even after she proved like proved to them that it was using the guide dog like branded stuff 
they still kicked her out. Are you saying that she shouldn't have disclosed her disability in that instance? My question would be more along the lines of, did she disclose before she got there? Does it matter? She, I mean, you, you don't you, have to. Yeah, you don't. No. If you've got a guide to. dog, you are kind of got your disability on show a little bit, haven't you? You're just kind of disclosing it by having yeah. a guide dog. Yeah. It's the same exactly. as having a white cane, in, in a way. That true, is your disclosure. You have a little bit. But in this case, she was kicked out regardless of even showing evidence that it was a working dog. So that's well, know, disclosure question, work in yeah, that yeah, situation. Yeah. That's what I mean. You're but saying this... when should she have disclosed her disability? Should she have told the hotel before that she was coming, that she was blind and coming with a guide dog? Or was it okay to disclose it once you've walked through the door? So that way you're getting at. Well, yeah, essentially. And for, for context, I don't know what the situation is with that. Like, but that still it doesn't take away the the point that we're trying to say here. Should you say in advance, in an instance of a hotel, telling them in advance, even though you don't have to, should you? I mean, she disclosed it at the front desk. So well, your your question is less why as more to when. Okay. <laughs> so when then? Or why? Why wouldn't you disclose your disability? I guess because you're afraid of a negative reaction. Or you just don't feel like you need to and it's relevant to the situation. Maybe that's what she thought going in. Maybe. Because the hotels really have to accept guide dogs as a matter of law, right? That's the mm-hmm. thing? Mm, yes. So, in theory, she should be able to rock up with a guide dog. And if they question her and she's got the papers, then there should be no issue. Exactly. There, there are still contexts that I would say that you should, like, technically the same stands when it comes to a taxi. But I think letting them know you have an assistant animal with you. Oh, when you book it, yeah, because that relies a lot of the time on what car you're getting. You'll need extra space in the car. They'll have to make extra adjustments for you. Potentially, that would maybe be the case in a hotel, but most hotels, would, you know, you can put a dog in a room. True, but I could go onto Twitter now and find the case where someone has declared having a guide dog to a taxi company and then not being picked up. Well, yeah, but I, I always do. Just out of courtesy more than anything. I do as well, but I know some people who don't. So if we but you don't have to. to. Exactly, you don't have to. Why yeah. You don't have to disclose your disability. It's your right. You don't need to in that situation. Yeah. So it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Like I said, it's very contextual, isn't it, about when and where you should. Okay, but... Why you said why would you not disclose it. Why would you disclose it purposely? Allow for adaptations? Yeah. Or benefit. It's like, you know, (laughs) going to hold my hands up. If I'm going on holiday, like I am soon, technically I don't need my cane because I'm going with a sighted person, i.e. my husband, on holiday. So he'll be guiding me. But my cane's coming out because I'm skipping the cues. Got to have some facts of being blind. Yeah, I also did that as well when I went to Jamaica. Yeah. You don't want to stand in the hotel security. Not hotel security, airport security. Mm. No. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. If you can play it to your advantage, then by all means. But, and here's the other side of it. If you have, say, a hidden disability and you don't disclose it, it's like you're sort of flexing disability privilege because there's some people who cannot avoid that. If I rock up to a hotel with a guide dog, I can't hide that. But there might be someone with other needs that aren't immediately on display and, okay, they don't have to disclose it, but they might still make requests. 
But do people need to know? Do they need to know you have a hidden disability if it's not? If I don't know. Yeah, exactly. If it's not going to affect your hotel stay, do they need to know? I don't think I'd let people know. The only only reason I would ever disclose my disability is if I think it would perhaps alter the situation I was in in some way. Mm. Negatively, in fact. If I had to let people know. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Otherwise, there'd be a problem, like for yourself. Yeah, it was no one else's business, is it? It's whether you've got a disability or not. It's your business. Yeah, it's true. I suppose the next thing, and this this actually does lead into my next point here. If you don't disclose, can you complain if things don't go your way, or if you have a negative experience? That's a good one. I have to say. If your disability is hidden, then probably yes. If it's not immediate obvious, immediately obvious to the person around you or the people around you, then yeah. But yeah, using the example I used before, if I don't tell a taxi company I have a guide dog because I legally don't have to, they show up and they drive off because they're not. That's an immediately obvious. Yeah, yeah but you disclosed it. You have disclosed it by they they can see you. But if I don't know, you you we go into a supermarket, for example. Cleves goes into a supermarket and they decide we're going to save electricity for five minutes. So we're going to turn the lights out. But Cleves can no longer see because he's night blind. Should he then complain, even though he didn't tell them this? You don't have a right, do you? Well, actually, the co-op down the road does that. They switch half the lights off till about <clears throat> nine, ten o'clock in the morning, which makes it difficult. But I have my cane out, so they know it's immediately obvious when I walk in. Yeah, but if you so. walked in without your cane and sometimes if you're confident in daylight aren't you without your cane if co-op have turned their lights off right then the cane's coming out mm. if i walk into shit and i've not got my cane out that's on me because i haven't got my cane yeah. out so you can't complain if, if you've no. walked into something where without you've not got your cane and you've walked into something because they've not got the lights on are you Same. gonna you can't complain then can you co-op can't for example i'm just using golf as an example they they can't put things in place for every single eventuality a lot of it has to come down to the person that has the disability to make sure they are doing something at least to counteract the situation so i think you can complain if you're doing as much as you can do within that situation and it's still difficult and there's still no help available is what Mm. i will say and for american listeners co-op is very similar to a 7-eleven convenience store (laughs) Oh, we're not doing this again, are we? Okay, feedback. So I think it's a very, we, we've used a case before where I won't say who it was, but it was something I found on Twitter where someone complained about a hotel because they had a plugged in hairdryer on a shelf and they were a wheelchair user. They didn't disclose that they were a wheelchair user and then they complained quite out, like, actively on twitter about the inaccessibility of this place but were they put in a wheelchair friendly room yeah i was just gonna say that but that's the thing like, i don't know if they disclosed it or not but if they didn't because the attitude was well you know it should be accessible then do they have a right to complain about those minutiae instances that come i up? think so with wheelchair users i mean i'm not an expert because i'm not a wheelchair user but from what i've gathered on twitter obviously depending on your your need for a wheelchair, your your abilities are, are different. And a lot of hotels, 
they find even though they're wheelchair accessible rooms they can't shower a lot of the time because mm. sometimes there's a step into the shower or low you know they ask for a wet room and they get a low bath or something and that's that's inaccessible to them even though it's deemed a wheelchair accessible room so in that case i think they've got the the right to complain if you know if they've specifically requested a wet room and got a, a low bath but if they haven't specifically requested that i'm not sure they have the right to moan as as much yeah if, if in in the corpuses if i said to them if i'd phoned them up and gone i'm going to be in between nine and quarter past can you just make sure all the lights are on and then they weren't fine mm. i complain yeah but don't be that guy <laughs> Co-op need to save money so that they can spend that money on paying people fair wages for their fair trade products. That's true. And then charge us back for it. Okay. I, well, Have you got any more points? Sorry, I was just going to say you're just doing all your points, but I had points. <laughs> okay, go go ahead. Go ahead. We can milk no. 52 episodes. Uh, <laughs> We're not doing um, no, my well, point, or before thinking about this topic before coming today, I I work for a quite a charity and it's quite an inclusive charity. I think there's a lot of people with disabilities that, that work for them. Uh, and I noticed on someone's signature on their email that it said high support needs. And I found that interesting that they've gone out of their way. So every time they send an email, someone knows they've got a disability, but do they need to do that? If you're just communicating by email with someone, Oh, God, no, it's absolutely irrelevant. But then I could say that about when people put their pronouns on emails. Yeah, so I was just literally going to say that. It's like similar to... Actually, no. Pronouns probably aren't irrelevant on emails because then you have to know how to refer to a person. Mm. Whereas needs Mm. on an email, not the case. Mm. I have someone at work who will put that into their signature because of their condition. It takes them longer to respond, and that's why they do it. They say, I suffer from... X, Y, Z. Therefore, it will take me longer to respond to you. Okay, so they actually give a full reason where this this person just had high support needs. Mm. That's all it said. Like, so I guess that's better in a sense. Yeah. You're not telling everyone what colour knickers they were, but yeah, it's... a high support needs means nothing. It, it 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 doesn't mean anything in context. It does. It means I've got more difficulties, I guess. So that that explains maybe they might be slower replying to an email or. But that implies that knowledge on yeah, the yeah. other side. Like mm. that, that that's so much implicit knowledge, and you can't do that to people because the non-disabled community are idiots when it comes down to disability, and they shouldn't be expected to be experts. You need to spell it out for them because disability is a spectrum. You can't leave it up to guesswork. You need to just spell it out sometimes. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso lemon scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! (sighs) Smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get hefty, ultra-strong with new Fabuloso lemon scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. 
The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. But I guess he spelt, or they've spelt, uh, I think it was male. I'm not here. I don't actually work with them. I got this email, like, they just oh, did a man. reply to Walter. they put pronouns thing. on there. <laughs> yeah. Okay, ne- ne- next, next point. Next point. Yeah, well, not. So for me, personally, I work from home now predominantly I, ha- well, I haven't literally since covid gone back face to face so some of my colleagues i've known pre-pandemic and they've seen me in person so they obviously saw me with a guide dog but now i'm always on teams calls and there's been a lot of staff changes in that time and i've just given up saying that i'm visually impaired i've just decided i don't know for, for whether rightly or wrongly that i don't need to tell people that I can't see on a team's mm. call. Um, there is a part of the call where we, as three of us basically, um, me and my two other colleagues will fill out a form and a lot mm. of the time they screen share and like, can everyone see that? And I've just started going, yeah. I mm. Even though I don't know what they're writing, but I'm counting on that they're going to read it out at some point anyway and I know what's on the form. Yeah. Generally, I just feel like... Oh, I can't be bothered to tell when there's been so many staff changes to tell everyone every time. Oh, I'm sorry, I can't see it. I'm busy impaired. I'm just, yeah, mm. I just get by like without it. Yeah. A lot of the time I ask people to, if they're going to share something to uh, like a spreadsheet or whatever, I'll get them to send it in advance and I'll have mm. it open on a separate screen, mm. like large and inverse colors and all that sort of stuff. But I guess you could do a similar thing if you had like a screen reader or something. But yeah, whether. The question is whether you need to do it on the call. Probably not. So, like, is the information pertinent to that meeting? If it is, I'm like you, Cleves, I will ask for things in advance. But then there are other instances where I just don't need to know. Here's and like, I don't put my camera on and I just tell people that I don't have a working camera on my laptop. And they're fine with that. And the reason I don't put my camera on is because of my nystagmus. Because my eyes move like a son of a bitch. They just move everywhere, constantly flickering. And I wear quite thick corrective lenses. So you, like, you're like you drawn to my eyes anyway because of like my prescription. And then they just go absolutely mental. It's like I don't want people feeling awkward. Don't lie to you. Be honest. Is the reason you don't have a camera on the same reason I don't have one on? So you can get on with other work while people are chatting useless that is shit. Also, <laughs> that is absolutely a part I've of I've got work well. to do and I'll be in the meeting, but I don't want to be in the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But even on those meetings where I have to give all my attention to and just make notes or maybe I'm minuting it, they don't have to see me. So I'm not going to put my camera on. Like, it's just not something I do. But do you think like that's you thinking that everybody's looking at your dancing eyes? Whereas actually I didn't. I mean, obviously, I can't see. I don't know how clear that is through a, a computer screen. If they can even see that, I don't know. It kind of brings me on to the question I was mm. going to ask, and it was whether you choose not to disclose your disability because you're scared of what other people might think of you. I mean, yeah. 
And I'm not talking to you about you personally, T, because I've done it a bunch of times. Because even now, oh, like I don't know what it is. Just it's sometimes just really hard to just go. Yeah, I've got it. I've got. I've got this problem. So I have a question for you, Cleves. You're a single man, and I know in like recent times you have been looking for a dating opportunity. Shall we say? Do you disclose it then? I do. I never used to. But then I actually went out with some friends once and they asked me about it. And I said, oh, no, I don't normally disclose it when they say. And they said to me, you should. Like if, if I was on a date with you, I would like to know in advance just in case there was any quirks. So I do now. I, I tell everyone. It's advance. hard, though. That I, I, I found that an issue when I was dating. Like I had it on my profile or when I was doing online dating, but no one reads your profile. So no. then you have to go and disclose it again, if mm-hmm. you like. Like, it's annoying because yeah. when, you get, when you get down to, like, WhatsApp messaging, though, I, and, mm-hmm. we're, and we're about to go on a date, I, I will tell them, like, look, I am partly blind. If anything, it's a good filter. Mm-hmm. Not, yeah, definitely. If on a date with you, then it's just like, well, fuck you then. So if we go back to, obviously, my husband, or now husband, we obviously dated first. And <laughs> it was uh, my pro- at first sight scenario. <laughs> my profile said i was visually impaired but you know it didn't give the you know details of how blind i was Mm. um and i found that tricky to kind of how do you say i'm actually really proper blind (laughs) (laughs) when to before we met i had to have that conversation like by the way i can't actually you know see anything and he was fine with that. Um, but in other situations, uh, the thing is, I use visually impaired a lot. And I'd say 80% of the time, people then assume that I'm partially sighted. And if I can, I won't correct them on that. As mm-hmm. if I'm ashamed to be completely blind. And I'm not. But I don't know. I kind of like it that they think maybe I'm more able. I think it's, again, it's that personal thought. Right. Of what other people are thinking of you. It's okay if they think I'm partially sighted, but oh no, I can't have them thinking that I'm totally blind. Even though, you know, blind and capable and all that. But. I find on, on a lot of dates I've been on, it stems curiosity. Like you're, you're having a meal or whatever. And like for in, in a lot of situations, you possibly can't tell that I'm partially sighted. And then in other situations, it's glaringly obvious. But a lot of the time, whoever I'm on a date with will ask me about it. Well, I don't have a problem telling them about it. Like, they, has anyone ever done the how many fingers am I holding up thing? No. In fact, I would I would say nine out of ten people that I've been on a date with, and I don't sound like a dick about that, not like I've been on a lot of dates or anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I've probably been on Out of these... the scores of women, I <laughs> yeah, see. <laughs> it wasn't meant to be a, a dickish thing like that. But I must have been on... Savage flex, bro. Ten plus dates this year, at least. And that's not a lot in a year, when you think about it. But I would say near enough all of them, maybe bar one, has asked me about it, which I don't mm. have a problem with. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I'd rather you just ask me and let's let's just talk about it. But I have to say my now husband, he didn't ask me about it at all on our first date. And I really like that. That's kind of was one of the things that I thought, yes, I like this guy. He just, he knew how to help. He never met a blind person in his life, but he knew how to help me um without yeah. it being a big thing it was you know obviously can you read the menu and 
we went bowling and he just yeah obviously had to line me up and stuff we just did it we didn't have to have a big thing of oh how should I do this or what am I doing this right am I doing that wrong it just it's like mm. why can't everyone be like that that's <laughs> a good filter though isn't it like I say that's a good filter when you've got yeah. someone like that whereas most mm. of the people are so how much can you see mm. it's usually the question I get <laughs> Yeah. Well, I would also that. say that's also a spectrum, Selena, because your experience with your now husband, you liked that. But I know some people who would have like written him off immediately for not acknowledging and being like the whole, I can do things myself. Why are you helping me? And I think it's just rolling the dice. And, you know, you were cool with that situation. But I do know people who would be like, Yeah, no. maybe. No, don't don't do that for me. I'm I'm cool with that. Like we all know the ones. So it's really tricky. I I, I told my wife before we went on our first date. Do you find that was a good thing? Do you find that helped you? But that's a question for both of you. Do you find that letting them know in advance was the correct thing to do? I found since I've started letting people know in advance, I prefer the date. It's less it's one yeah. less thing I have to worry about. Mm. Yeah, I think it is. I think I gave kind of mixed signals because I went on this date, I travelled to them, and then I I also did all my best to not be disabled. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You definitely overthink yourself, don't you? Like, yeah. I've got to be careful about how I'm picking my drink up off the table right now, but I'm not going to wave my hand around too much. I need to get it on one. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Pick food you can eat that's really easy to eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind yeah. of stuff. Pizza, I could pick up pizza. That's easy. What do you want for your lunch? Oh, spaghetti bolognese. No, thank you. No, 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 no. <laughs> a burger. So it's a bit of a weird one, isn't it? Like because even then, I wasn't really, I wasn't showing my disability. I was very much. You were much I younger though. Told you, but I'm not going to show it. And God, I'd had more sight back then, and I could get away with it a bit more. But even now, like since things have slipped to a more dark space for me shall we say it's it's one of those things that i don't know i don't know if it makes it hard on the marriage because do you you think severity of condition is more of a reason to disclose it well if it's more severe you can't you can't get around it as much to be honest but what about if you're really dyslexic what like you look at a venue instead of getting the pen a you just order some pens i I, I don't know i don't know how dyslexia works I don't think it's like that, that's for sure. No, I don't think it's like that. <laughs> Again, that's the spectrum, isn't it? Like some people with dyslexia can read a, a decent amount and then some people mm. can't read a lot at all. Yeah. And at what point do you have to disclose, I can't read any of this menu? Or do you just go and talk to the waiter and go, what's on special today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's a sort of good thing. Oh, what's good? What well, I'll have what you're having. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a very tricky one, isn't it? It's a very tricky one. And I think we could do an entire episode on like the dating scene and everything relationship going into that because that's something we haven't done. Because frankly, I don't want to talk about that with Cleves on a one to one staring at him across the table talking about relationships and disability. Because <laughs> that's really awkward, man. It is much easier with Selena here as a third party. <laughs> it is. So I think this is a topic we need to do at another point. I think for time, Selena. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think for this episode, we'll cap it off here. As I said at the beginning, there's so much we can go into this. There's no right or wrong. It's pre- it's preference, isn't it? Like, 
I'm just trying to get us a summary here of this episode. Yeah. It's entirely preference. Do what works for you. Your take home from this is you do you. Is that basically what you're saying? Basically, yeah. But also, if you don't disclose it, don't bitch about it. I don't. I don't think you have the right to bitch about things if you rock up and you need help and you haven't told them in advance. Hey, what happened to reasonable adjustments? Well, reasonable adjustments went the same way as access to work, Selena. I mean, they can happen, but they'll take at least six to eight weeks. You have to do a shitload of paperwork, and you still will be out of pocket. That is how access to work works, but (laughs) I'm not sure how that reasonable adjustments necessarily work. No, no, I'm sorry. I cut you off there, Selena. What what, what are you going to grill me on? We need a grilling I mean, we've got the right to go around as disabled people and live our lives. We don't have to go and disclose to every Tom, Dick and Harry before we do something. If we walk into a shop, they need to make reasonable adjustments. We don't need to give them forewarning. True, but we're disabled people living in a visible world. What counts as a reasonable adjustment? Yeah, if I go into a shop, I'm always going to need help to buy stuff. So they have Braille on all of the products. That is not a reasonable adjustment. Would you say that's an essential adjustment? No. So no braille. (laughs) You sounded so angry then. You sounded so through your teeth. I don't know because you're putting braille down. Is we're not we're not we don't need to put braille down at the moment. That's not what we're talking about. (laughs) You go to a shop. What's a reasonable adjustment in a in a shop? What's your reasonable adjustment? As uh, a, a person with wheelchair your... ramps for stairs, that's a reasonable adjustment. That is, yeah, yeah. To be able to get into the place for stairs, definitely. Having an accessible toilet that isn't up fucking stairs in the shop, or being used as a storeroom, which I'm finding increasingly annoying at a certain place that I go to. So, if you have an opinion, because God knows you all fucking do, and you're not going to like what we've said. Please let us know on the things coming up. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You're really harsh (laughs) on the listeners here. You're like, please hate us. Please don't like anything we do. Everyone can't be like that. Surely there's people out there that do like this and agree. I'm going to call you pessimistic. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, we do like hearing both sides of things. Just try and be positive, please, someone. Anyone. This is self-advice. Please just be positive. (laughs) Bring some of that positivity. But until next week, this is T, Cleves and Selena signing off. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Seesaw Pod, Facebook, Reddit, Instagram and YouTube at Seesaw Podcast. You can also email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe, and then you can also find us on TikTok, but get us on all the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. Oh, I had a really good point, and then we, we talked, and I've lost my point. <laughs> right, start again.